Hello, I am Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast, and I am very excited to introduce my two friends here, Miles. Hello, I'm Miles from the Distump Podcast. And Josh. Hi, I'm Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. We are very, very excited to be doing a brand new podcast together. We are joining forces, and we are going to be reviewing horror movies. It is called High on Horror. That's going to be our podcast where we talk all about horror movies. We're going to review them, and we're even going to have some audience participation. I hope you guys are excited. The show will debut on the first day of fall, September 22nd, so be on the lookout for that. Until then, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at HonHPod, where we'll be pumping out quality content all the time. And remember, life is tough, so why not take a break and get high on horror? Welcome to the Distump Podcast. This is a show about chaos and milk. Um, this uh, is a show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music. In an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Zenovember continues as I'm joined by Matt and Matt from the Kickstart with Matt and Matt. What up, Matt and Matt? Hello. Good evening. Welcome to the show again. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> um, so today was like a weird shakeup because I'm just going by order of release date, I think, is how this is working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's uh, fair. Yeah, yeah. We ended up on Alien versus Predator. AVP. AVP, the PG-13 uh, <laughs> answer. In, in, in a long series of R, like hard <laughs> R-rated films. That's right. Let's make it accessible to everybody. Dangerous, gory hunter versus acid-spewing aliens. Nothing from chests. That's right. And, and the death toll is like actually more than like the normal. But the question is, what about the children? But that can't. <laughs> but don't need you to want have the children? The children need to be in our theaters, <laughs> right. and they need to understand. So this movie, I think, is riding the success of Freddy versus Jason because it's yeah. the next year, and some executive had to be like, "We'll make it," but like, we need that PG thirteen audience. Like, this uh, is what's going to keep us alive. I would tend to agree with you, especially from like the Hollywood perspective, because this this is also based on uh, this crossover concept is based on the video game concept, which came, which preceded it by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I would say like in the nineties, I think the mm-hmm. original AVP game came out, which was awesome. But what was seriously lacking from this particular entry of a cinematic universe was the the fact that there was no like marine uh, presence of like the, a human presence. Right. Certainly the the same representation of predators, same representation of aliens and all their abilities, but the humans were just really just fodder. Right. Actually. Right. The first time aliens and predators met each other was in a video game, I believe, in 1998, which was mm-hmm. like a commando video game that takes place in space. And then the multiplayer, the like computer bots were aliens and predators. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, how'd they get that licensing hammered yeah. out? I don't know. Holy but shit. that was the first time alien and predator met each other in general. Wow. Was because of this video game. It's a natural, it's a natural uh, uh, cohesion, right? Right. You would think that those, t- those, uh, two universes would easily cross over with one another because they're independent and also, you know, sort of celestial and, and yeah. a bit mysterious. Galaxy trotting. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, uh, man, I have so many directions I want to talk about right now. So uh, I was watching this movie and I was like, you know what? I just want to see what the video games cost these days. I opened up eBay and without typing anything in because I was watching it, mm-hmm. the first thing that came up was <laughs> the Alien versus Predator game for the N6 or for the Xbox 360 and I was like that's terrifying. There you go. But you mean like the 2010 AVP? Yep. 
And, I gotta uh, tell you, I played the shit out of that game. Yeah. I, uh, I fucking love that game. I just yeah. bought it, so I'm I love it. <laughs> Can we, I, I don't know if there's crossplay, but we have to play because I just yeah. Love, I mean, I we could it. make that the finale. Is that game? There you like, go. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll try and beat it before that. I'm getting it on November 22nd, so I got a little bit of time to beat it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you can refresh yourself, but that's uh, that's where we're going. Might not be it. a popular opinion. I know the original. I played a lot of the originals as well. Mm. Um, but I just I just really love that one so much. Yeah. Next gen graphics. You you know compared to like 1990s graphics mm-hmm. yeah because in so 98 good. you had to like have a land party in order to yes do the multiplayer yes and that's how I, that's how i played a lot of it really yeah. interesting yeah, with our friend cj yeah oh, yeah right, okay. right all right i never had a land party myself but yeah. so when i first saw this movie i saw it in the drive-in i was most yeah. excited to see this movie it was Very a, interesting. a three really? movie oh. feature so when you go to the columbia drive-in you get a kids movie a pg-13 and an r i assumed this would be the r yeah it wasn't. Yeah. So uh, we first started with Garfield, right. the movie. What the fuck? <laughs> just, to, no. just to warm you up a little uh, bit. I guess themes really aren't an important yeah, part, nope. part of this uh, nope. driving experience. We did Garfield first. And is then that the I Bill was Murray like, Garfield? It is, sure is. Oh, the very God. first one. <laughs> and then the next one was AVP, which I didn't expect. I thought that'd be the finale. And then the one after that was Collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. I there feel like AVP is way more inappropriate than Collateral. You would think so, but they say fuck more than once in Collateral, so... How the fuck... This is the MPAA or whatever the fuck. The the people who do the, uh, you know, like, de- de- delegating... You're not delegating, designating. Designating is the word you're looking for, yeah. Excuse me, I haven't read a vocab book in a, in a hot minute. <laughs> That's right. But yes, designating uh, the... the, the, the what constitutes uh adult you know centric film that's so stupid right there yeah. is so much death in <laughs> AVP <laughs> so much it's and so co- violent collateral like there's some death but it, it's more just mature themes there's a scene in that where I think he like stops in and kills someone who's banging a prostitute. I think that's yeah. what makes that an R-rated movie. I but. read To yeah. Kill a Mockingbird when I was 13 years old. And that is way more like nuanced and mature than Collateral ever hoped to be. Right. But Tom Cruise has white hair. Yeah, come He's on. Got that white hair. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Snowy. Uh, so yeah, I guess was... I have to be a little older to <laughs> you understand. You got to concede. Why. <laughs> you have to concede to the white hair. Yeah. <laughs> but I was officially thirteen in two thousand four when this came out. So I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, so this movie takes place in 2004. It opens up with a satellite from um, the Whalen Industries or something like that. Ha- oh, something happens in Sector 14. And they're like, what's in Sector 14? <laughs> Nothing. And they figured out that there is a uh, some movement under the ice, very, very far down under the ice. Um, and then Ms. Woods is ice rock climbing alone. The ice queen. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. just just climbing rocks by herself. But she's keeping the Bluetooth charged, yep. and you have to appreciate <laughs> that because you need to be reachable. She gets a call from Wayland Industries that they fly a helicopter up on top of the mountain she's climbing. <laughs> that she completely missed. She completely missed it. Yeah. Didn't cause any avalanches. No, no problems. <laughs> Didn't blow like any snow over. Nothing. She this ain't a, vertical limit. Yeah. This is yeah. alien movie. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. She was like, I'm busy, and he's like, there isn't time for busy. That's it. And he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of script writing you're getting in this film. It's yeah, true. for real. It's it's serious. So um, they uh, they pick her up and they pick up a, an assembly of other people. So they uh, there's a chamber underground that there are uh, the other people are looking for some like lost covenant situation underground, and they're in Mexico and they're like, ah, this isn't the one. And then they get the phone call, right? And of course, so everybody comes together and Bishop Whalen. The guy who, uh, what, what's the actor's name? Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. Milkman extraordinaire. Yep, yes. He, he has appeared in this one. So mm-hmm. as we've determined in the last movie that we covered, Alien 3. Right. That one, when does that one take place? So the first one takes place in like 2070, right? Something like that? Yeah. 20, yeah, 70 something. Okay. 2070 something. And then there's like 50 years essentially that go by between that. Mm-hmm. And then the real Bishop Whalen shows up at the end of Alien 3. I, I'm imagining that he's some sort of like a distant ancestor that just, you know, exhibits a, a lot of the same features of that very first Bishop Whalen, which so. is what AVP is trying to kind of like retrofit 
into mm-hmm. the the canon of like, oh yeah, of course, like he's a relative. We're just going to cast Lance Henriksen. I don't know if that's necessarily supported by anything in yeah, the film. I don't think but it's, 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 it's just implied. It really isn't. It is not factually supported no. at all. Yeah, she no. shoots him in the ear and he bleeds not milk. Right, so, exactly. Like, yeah, milk he's not free. milky. Yeah. But, so, and he's old too. And he's dying. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, so like either way, it can't possibly be the real... <laughs> Bishop Whalen in Alien 3, but it doesn't make any sense. So we'll forget Alien 3 happened. It's no longer canonical if this one is, which it's not. It was like this weird sidestep to try to make it seem really canonical. Right, but right. when the more you, you uh, magnify it, the less it makes sense. It's, uh, yeah. it's uh, Bishop Whalen. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Hendrickson was like, I'll be in it if it's PG-13. I'm not doing our stuff anymore, okay? I'm trying to be kid friendly. I got grandkids now. I got the, grand, I got the grandkids and I like them to see my films. The only reason I'll be in this is if a predator kills me. That's right. And uh, he, he Lance Henriksen boasts the uh, the distinction. Like he, and this is one of his quotes. He he has the lone no no is this Lance Henriksen or Bill Paxton? I'm sorry, I think it's Bill Paxton. And actually, I think that they're shared. So uh, Lance Henriksen has been killed by a Terminator, uh, a predator. Right. But I don't know if it was an alien. But Bill Paxton has been killed by a Terminator, a predator, and an alien. Lance Hedrickson was ripped apart by an alien. Yes, he was. So you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. He was killed by a predator, an alien, and a Terminator. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yes. I should have known that from the last one. So he did. <laughs> so um, they Wayland dis- figures out that there is a pyramid 2,000 feet below the ice, mm-hmm. and it has signs of Mayan and Egyptian and some other kind of pyramid all put together in one. Never explained. Big old, it's yeah. big old uh, ancient civilization gumbo. There you go. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what's that's up. It. They're all marinating down there. Yeah. So uh, he brings all these people together and is like, we're going down there. And uh, Woods is like, I'm out. I have no interest in dying today. We are. We have two days to prepare. I ain't enough time. And, and this is the rock climbing, like snow avalanche. Yeah. Like, she's the, the one who's tempting fate the most when you she's introduced. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to die down there. Yeah. I want to die up there. Yeah, I want to take business calls. Come on now. <laughs> like talk on phone. Death and suckers. suckers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so it says they found it in 2004, but they assembled the team in 2011. So they yeah. had plenty of time to yeah, fucking they, prepare. Just, just a little bit. Just a couple months. A bit months. of a time jump then. Yeah. Um, so then uh, – Woods stays because they convince her like, oh, more people are going to die if you don't come. And she's like, fuck. Yeah, can't have that. <laughs> I like people. I don't want that. I'm, I'm already here. <laughs> Who else is going to deliver my lattes to the top of Mount Everest? <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for people, I wouldn't have these lattes. <laughs> then there's suddenly a hole that goes all the way down to the pyramid yep. and they're like we don't know what caused this let's go on down yep and so they decide to go on down and she does not want Waylon to come because he's got lung cancer right and he's just like <laughs> i'm fine so uh he goes down anyway because he's mr Moneybags. <laughs> right and um the he can't he can't resist the call he's mm-hmm. got he's got to go with the signal of the aliens because yeah. he's, his name is Waylon. right Why and uh, like he is strangely enough i i would say and this is kind of these are all these implied connections going on because he's he's the most like bishop from aliens Mm -hmm. that like characterization wise because he's very uh kind and sort of like like he's he's overly ambitious of course like being a billionaire like he's like jeff bezos in a way Mm -hmm. but he's like if jeff bezos like kind of i don't know did it (laughs) didn't just Build a no, Bill. He did build would, a dick rock. Build a dick <laughs> rock. <laughs> he did build a dick rock. He's Jeff Bezos. He would spend seventy yeah. yeah. million dollars on a space trucking mission. Yeah. Who Jeff- else is going into a giant tunnel into the earth? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's That's got no redeeming qualities, and it's ribbed yeah. for his pleasure too. In case you didn't notice. <laughs> The tunnel it's is, in fact, it is, in fact, ribbed for his pleasure. And so they're, they're like, yeah, we're going to go somewhere that no one has been in thousands of years. Let's all bring machine guns. Of Perfect. Course, yeah. Perfect. Because yeah, when you go to the ice, every, anytime you go deep in the ice, yeah. it's scary a little bit. Yeah, you so have no idea what's going to be down otters, there. Otters, 
Could be polar bears. Ice whales. Ice Ice otters. Ice otters. (laughs) Those otters haven't seen warm flesh in a hot minute, so they're just ready to fucking eat you. They're ravenous. Alive. Yeah. So there's like this this linguist guy who is uh, most famous for being in the British version of Death at a Funeral. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So he comes... When they're there, he's like looking around, and there's all the signs that predators are about to fucking kill him. Is this the dude who who he lasts for a bit? Is he it? does last for okay, a bit. He's yeah. the lanky fella. The guy, the guy. Yeah, okay, yes, I know this. And guy. he has he mm. bumps into the penguins, and he's like, "Oh, it wasn't predators after all. It was just right. penguins." And um, so <laughs> so they go down. He's he's an expert. He's yeah. an expert. <laughs> I thought they were invisible murder monsters. I guess it was just penguins. Um, so they, flightless birds. <laughs> nope. I see them definitely penguins. <laughs> they bite though. I mean, I wouldn't fuck with That's them. That's it. Yeah. They literally say they bite. Be careful. Yeah. Um. So they go down, and there are murals of xenomorphs on the walls. Yeah. And uh, they somebody translates like anyone who chooses can enter. And the main linguist guy and the other guy goes, No, no I'm a pyramid expert, and it says only the chosen can enter. Yeah. And they make that out of weird squiggles on walls mm-hmm. from thousands and thousands of years ago. I, yep. This is a f- this is a feature of this movie that we'll come back a little bit later that I just find to be mind boggling. And, yeah. and it's just so stupid. But we'll get into it. They yeah. spared no expense, my dude. That's right. <laughs> I'm the best squiggly decipherer you've ever seen. I win Pictionary every time. <laughs> you do, Undefeated. You throw up a squiggle with only one curve, and I'll tell you all the history you've ever wanted to know about it. So they, they start walking in, and somebody steps on a button. The button lowers, and it wakes up the alien queen. That was in cryo freeze, and she immediately starts pooping out babies. Mm-hmm. Just poop. That's all she knows how to do. She's been waiting. Yeah, these eggs. And meanwhile, the uh, the predators show up above ground where there are people just patrolling with machine guns. Specifically, six of them, and five of them die real quick. And then the other guy dies. Like they make a real scene out of him so, dying. So here's my question, right? Um, and these predators, what are they just like living in Earth's orbit, like waiting for this to happen? They, okay, so they reveal later that <laughs> yeah, they, we'll get ins- to that. They inspired mm. it by drilling the hole. They were like, "Come on down, mm-hmm. yeah, go on down there, see what we're, happens." We're bored. We want to hunt. Yeah, exactly. I'm real bored up here. I'm not killed something in a hot. What second. I, what I want to know is who created the very intricate conveyor belt system that delivers the eggs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is a very civil, like a very uh, advanced civilization. Yeah, it's, it's it's very incredible, I'll tell you. Well, it's three of the most advanced uh, pre-civilization civilizations. So right, of course. Of course they know how to make conveyor belts. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Henry that's Ford moved the fuck over. A, a cube-like fucking <laughs> pyramid. Because, right. <laughs> like, all the rooms start moving around and shit. Oh, that's boy. it. So they end up in a sacrificial chamber, yeah. and it says, uh, they gave their lives so the hunt can begin, and nobody was concerned. Nope. It's so all good. Somebody touches something, like in Lord of the Rings, it falls down, makes a bunch of noise, fool of a took, mm-hmm. and uh, everything starts <laughs> moving around, and the group gets divided in two. The most badass of them end up in the sacrificial chamber. Whoopsie. So, so yeah. let me let me make a little note here. The guy who was uh, who's kind of like the British the leader of like the the military forces, mm-hmm. right? He's he's the one who's like taking all the guns out of like when they first like pull the sacrificial chamber like uh, co- sarcophagus open. Oh, that's right. And they, they're like they grabbed guns. They're like, were... don't touch them. And he's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. This yeah. is the same guy who's in. And and funny enough, this is a, this is a slight connection to the director here, but. This is the same guy in Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil movie, who was like the badass team leader of like Umbrella. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he goes through that that hallway where they get stuck. Right. Everybody gets stuck and the laser starts cutting everybody yeah. in half. Yeah. And the he's deli like, department. He's fucking dodging yeah. them. Yeah. He's like yeah. in the meat slicer room <laughs> and he's, he's dodging all this shit. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's like ready. He's like, come on. He's like Muhammad Ali, like shuffling. Yep. And then the thing turns into a grid. Yeah. And yeah. it yeah. turns yeah. him into Slice a bunch right. of, ch- yeah. like a bunch of hands. Chunks. Yeah, that's one of the best scenes in horror movie history. That's yeah, fantastic. That, that, yep. that stuck with me so much. But this guy just so happens to be in there. The connection is that the director of this AVP film is the director of all uh, Resident Evil movies, yes. like from the first one all the way on. And his mm. wife, as I was, as I mentioned earlier before we started recording, is Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Yes, and we'll do it. And that's they, why she's in every single one that's it. because a ha- happy wife 
Happy life. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, and they play an homage to the way that dude dies in this to the the Resident Evil movies actually. Yep. Um. So. They pick up the the predator guns and they put them in their backpacks and everything starts to go to shit. Everyone gets divided. And uh, all these experts are matter of fact. They're like, no, this is exactly what this says. Like, they, there's no room for interpretation for anything. They're like, that part's accurate. <laughs> they're fighting over with each other about what it says. Yeah. Um, so, egg conveyor belt. And then I wrote, the hair is so early 2000s, which is true. Yeah. Everyone's got blonde yeah. spikes and yeah. highlights and yeah. shit. Completely. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised that Lance Henriksen wasn't wearing Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone would, it would be him. Yeah. Um, then um, there man. are some uh, slow motion face hugger scenes. And oh, that's dope as fuck. That was pretty cool. That's yeah. actually like some of the cinematography in this film like needs to be praised. Mm-hmm. Yes, as as silly and goofy as some of the script is, and maybe some of the directorial choices. Uh, some of the sim- cinematography is actually like pretty cool. Yeah, and like the the CGI for two thousand four was fucking on point. It, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. I just rewatched like parts of it. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> I've seen this movie a couple of times, but I was doing my little research for this particular episode. I could not. I, so I could have watched the movie if I would have paid four bucks, but I was like, this movie isn't worth four dollars <laughs> for me to revisit. Not to jump to the end of the episode or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I just was rewatching like clips of it on YouTube and I was like, let me just refresh my memory a minute uh, for like a little bit. And yeah, a lot of these uh, CGI moments really do hold up quite a bit Mm -hmm. and they uh the so the aesthetic though even though the the cgi and like the camera work is pretty good i don't dig the ancient mayan aesthetic of this movie yeah i've got a lot of problems there but i'm sure you do (laughs) the man who studies religion and ancient civilizations (laughs) might not appreciate them as someone who watches a lot of history channel i didn't mind too much right (laughs) someone who really enjoys american pickers this looks great I'll give you four bucks for this big old stone hieroglyph. Uh, so, um, the, everyone who was in the sacrificial chamber gets sacrificed. I think there's five of them. They all get chest burst. Yeah, they're, yep. and they're all just like these these expert, you know, supposed to supposedly like scientific. Like they they seem like they're all important. Yeah, and then it's just they're they're gone pretty quickly. Revealed they are not right. And they're all just meat. So there's like three groups actually, because two people: the guy from the beginning who was scared of a, a penguin, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. a guy who really likes to hold two machine guns at a time. Right. They end up in their own group: uh, Irish guy and Verheden. And uh, they get got by aliens pretty mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. And um, they get got, though. They don't get killed. They get grabbed and stuck to some walls, yep. as aliens want to do. A lot of fan service going on in this film, where they're like, okay, so facehuggers, and <laughs> cocooning, yeah. and monster, like, you know, just like, and tunnels, and like, you know, claustrophobia. That's like, so much of this film is just like, trying to harken back to like, what, well, really more so like, what is, is... Uh, like features of the Alien franchise, not so much the Predator franchise, except for just the the portrayal of the Predators themselves. Yeah. Do do the, the fucking Predators <laughs> roar like lions and elephants, though? So, yeah, this was the thing that really stuck out to me, because I was thinking, like, all right, it's probably been maybe a year, year and a half since I watched Predator last. I don't recall... They just animal go, noises. Yeah, exactly right. So I was happy when they finally did that. So there's only. So there's, I was like, okay. There's two instances in Predator One where they have like some of the animal noises, and that's when he's like repairing himself, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he's okay. sort of like crying out in pain. Yeah. And then when he's he's fighting Arnold at the very end, mm-hmm. like he's he does a little bit of that like that scream, that the same sort of thing though, sort of, but it's different. It's yeah, like, I was gonna say. Because it's, it's more like very a, noticeably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's definitely an elephant yeah. I just heard. Yeah, yeah, and like the uh, last time I watched any of the Predator movies, I watched them in my mom's nightclub, which we just talked about on the Kickstart with Matt and Matt. Yeah. Um, and that was 
a long fucking time ago. So I'm a hundred percent not up on my predator anything. Sure, this is the most a predator I see, and I know it's not real. The predator. (laughs) There's a lot of there's a lot of like supposedly like canon and lore like introduced into this movie, like Mm -hmm. expansions of sort of some of the ideas. Yeah, um, which I mean, as any like maybe purist might see from like the individual franchises, they might say, well, whatever happens in the crossover isn't some isn't canonical mm-hmm. even though uh it seems to be a little bit borrowed like ridley scott was like i like that idea yeah. i'm gonna put that in prometheus because <laughs> yeah. he fucking does yeah <laughs> but, but you know i mean for for uh purists it's not quite uh the same track i like i like the expansion of the lore and the canon in this in this film series because I feel like it just helps it helps distinguish it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems this movie needs needs a little propping up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll take that. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, this is... Uh, some originality. This is a movie, let me fucking tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when we get the big fight with uh, the alien and the predator for the first time. Hmm. They're fucking smashing each other through walls. Yeah. The predator chops off the, al- the tip of the alien's tail, and he's fucking whipping been acid at him and shit mm-hmm. this was a fucking cool fight dude scene. yeah this, this yeah. is where this movie shines yeah. these fight scenes are actually pretty fucking awesome yeah no one gives a shit about the humans in these movies no dude don't make a connection with them no yeah. no it's, no it would have been a good movie if they didn't put humans in it at all that was exactly it i was actually talking about it today on the ride uh today um and um i was saying it, it's almost as if they made the film or the script and the Network execs read it and they were like, okay, this is a pretty good movie, but um, we need the appeal. So let's stick a couple people in there. Let's have them maybe fall in love. Let's have them maybe want to save each other. Let's get the human factor going here. Yeah, and like, take but out we don't, all the gore. We don't, we don't want that. We don't want that. Oh, by the way, yeah, just it's, all the blood needs to go. Like, kill them off screen. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be fine off screen. They'll know what's going on. PG 13. They're here for the kissing. For. They're here for the kissing. That, that's what the AVP stands for kissing. It's AVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asses versus <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Take, take your side, but either way, your lips are going on one of them. That's right. <laughs> there, there definitely was, Matt, though, some exec who was in there who yeah. he was like, make this a movie where we can show it at a drive-in where mm-hmm. teenagers can make out. Yep. yep. And that's this This is like the stereotypical B movie. It really I, is. I just scrolled through Instagram practically through the whole thing until they started fighting and I was like, okay, all right, yeah, hold on. I'm going yeah. to put this down now. You, you turned off Garfield on your other TV. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, com- a Batman uh, command center. <laughs> Garfield AVP. Excuse me, Bill Murray. Hold on for a moment. Something's happening now. <laughs> I said, shut it, Murray. So there are three predators in this movie. And the first predator, he fucks up that alien, but the alien yeah. wins at the end of the first fight and mm-hmm. fucking gets him. And I did, uh, Yeah, I feel like the pacing of the fighting is actually pretty cool because like the predator is shown to be pretty, pretty smart and badass, but the alien is just like, you know, uh, like primal. Uh, yeah, primal. It's it's it, it, it just doesn't give up. And like it's way more badass than any of the aliens we've seen. Up oh, yeah, no and doubt. I think that's the thing too that really bothered me because like before, aliens were very uh, stealth, mm-hmm. and now it's more like melee. It's just like coming at them. You well, know? I, I think in a sense, and this is maybe going a little too deep, deeper than the movie even needed to, right. to be, but right. the fact that the predator is a formidable foe. Like humans are just sure. kind of like prey. It's sure, almost sure. like a rabbit and like a, a fox, mm-hmm. you know, or like a coyote. It, it just the coyote is going to win no matter what. Like there is no the 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 rabbit is a prey animal, but it's kind of like I don't know, uh, uh, like a lion and a fucking tiger. Tiger, yeah, going against each other. Right. These two are like evenly matched. It's got to just it's it doesn't have the uh the luxury of like using stealth sure. as as a means of like fighting because the pr- the predator can scan and see where the fuck it is. Right. I think it all is perceptive enough to know that the predator can can basically just track where it goes. Mm-hmm. So it just has to go all out and like it being a perfect organism, quote unquote. Right. And, and utilize all of its talents to just head on face this this issue. Also, it's so primal, mm-hmm. like an, any cornered animal is just going to lash out. 
and the predator is very good at cornering its prey. And speaking of face, perhaps that's the reason why they wear the mask. But that, that's the point. But anyhow, yeah. it, was, it was extremely. We all wear masks. <laughs> the, the fight scene was very reminiscent. The first fight scene of this movie was reminiscent of Batman versus Superman when Batman's like smashing Superman yeah. through walls and shit. It was <laughs> essentially the same scene. Ow, it hurts! Oh my god! It yeah. bleeds acid. It does oh, bleed. Fuck. Yeah. If only Superman bled acid. I think he'd be way more effective. Yeah. Completely different story. And people the, would not use kryptonite on him right <laughs> Superman step up that's it <laughs> predator, predator fucking cuts through the xenomorph a couple times though and his blades melt but not, neither of the other predators blades melt when no. they cut through yeah. like we're just gonna ignore that's that that's a really right. really good point he was in a poor part of the town so he had dollar store version <laughs> yeah, he, brought, he brought the aluminum <laughs> <Yeah>. ones <laughs> he grew up really poor so he- He's <laughs> got these shitty arm blades. Yeah. Oh, actually, the alien doesn't get him right away. He actually survives the alien uh, thing, fo- like a, a chamber closes and it, they get separated, and a face hugger gets him. Yeah. So this is the main alien or the main predator, rather. Oh, this is Scar. This is is that what they call him? Yeah, Scar. Scar. Yeah, it makes sense because then they scar the alien too. Because he, yeah, because he. So Scar is like the one who like does the whole ritual, like. Uh, scarring of his helmet and his face when he mm-hmm. when he kills that now he's the one with the face hugger right yeah he gets face hugged yeah yeah so he's the main predator mm-hmm. uh another predator like fucks some people up and then he gets killed pretty solemnly mm-hmm. he does not stand a chance that guy kind of sucks yeah uh then they reveal that the predators will nuke the place if they lose because uh the guy who studies pyramids all of a sudden knows all the lore okay so this yeah. this is this is where i take the most issue with this movie this particular scene here where uh mr linguist pyramid expert is like uh, these hieroglyphs they're a little they're a little blurry but I can make it out and he goes on to do 20 minutes of exposition <laughs> straight fucking fat exposition in your face yeah. and he's just like Oh, by the way, and he becomes the History Channel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ancient a- aliens. A- yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he becomes Giorgio Shupalapalagos. Yeah, that's whatever. right. And he just turns into like this whole ancient aliens came and they taught us how to build pyramids and they be they all made us all into these uh, extra super crazy civilizations and then they use it as hunting grounds and then they obliterate the whole civilization in one night because they lose the fight. I don't and know why they made implies, 50 million aliens. Yeah, right. It almost implies that they're the reason the polar ice caps exist. Because they're it's like responsible for bomb. global warming. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. All their fault. Al Gore yeah. needs to go to space and keep these predators from fucking our environment up. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> so then the, uh, the two dudes that got grabbed by the aliens are stuck to a wall and the one dude still has a face hugger on him but somehow he's the only person who remains conscious when there's a face hugger on him. He grabs yeah. the other guy's hand and then the irish guy grabs a gun and he shoots a face hugger right when it's about to get him and then there's like a fuckload of fa- face hugger. like that was it he didn't stand yeah, yeah that's he's it. like well that's that's my one little shot at hoping i can live didn't that's work. how i feel every morning Just, yep. I do one, <laughs> I do one, one thing and it's completely futile you, uh, you, you're reaching for the snooze button you accidentally hit the minute button to change the time you just only bumped it up a minute <laughs> ah damn it well that seems like it's probably a pretty good place for us to take a brief break and we'll be right back Hello, audience. Thank you so much for listening to this episode about Alien vs. Predator, where I feature the kickstart with Matt and Matt. They are good dudes. They are very funny. If you haven't noticed, I sure have. And um, they have a show called The Kickstart with Matt and Matt. Look it up, and it'll be a good time. Make sure you catch them. I'm on a bunch of those episodes, too, just like they're on a bunch of mine. It's pretty cool. Um, thank you all for listening, for sure. Uh, I have not been mentioning that the theme song for this show is Unity by the Fat Rat. Check him out on YouTube, because Spotify doesn't pay shit. YouTube doesn't pay much better, but they do pay better. So check out Unity by the Fat Rat. Also, I have something that doesn't pay very well. Merch. Uh, definitely only buy merch if you want it. You're not really supporting me too, too much. I think I make a dollar off of every t-shirt you buy. So uh, that's discdump.threadless.com. Check it out. Uh, I got all kinds of inside jokes. I got the logos. Like I have a Chaos and Milk shirt. Shut up, Joss Whedon. You don't rule the sea shirt. And I'm sure there'll be some more coming out after these episodes. So please do check those out. Alrighty, um, well, let's resume. 
the two survivors so far, they basically have figured out what's going on here. And the girl says, we're in the middle of a war and we have to pick a side. And the other guy's like, I'm on my side. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> These, they're both killing humans. Like, what the fuck? I don't right. want to have to fight. What do you think this is? The government? Yeah. I'm not getting drafted. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this. Nobody <laughs> give me rations and shit. So um, they take a running jump over a chasm. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, chasm sure. in the middle of the pyramid. And uh, the dude makes it. The girl is hanging by. This was a pretty cool jump scene, though, because every yeah. brick that she grabbed fell, and she just yeah. kept grabbing more brick. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Completely a denial of physics, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> she was a rock climber. That's, That's right. all you need. To That's know. it. That's it. And uh, so he tries to pick her up, and a xenomorph done grabbed him. Yeah. And then uh, I like that though. I like that dragway where he was like. He stayed there for a minute, and he right. did you get to see the terror on his face, and then yeah. he just... Oh, shit. We missed, like, the section where Lance Hedrickson gets grabbed and shit. Okay. That happens. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. That is prior to this. Yeah. I, I didn't take any that. notes about it, but from yeah. what, so, yeah. he's going down the hole. They're, they're almost, right, they're, they're looking for their escape route, mm-hmm. and at some point, they get confronted by a predator. And he, like, nets the dude from Resident Evil, like, yeah. the laser yeah. beam scene. Right. He's trying to hold the gun to hold it up, and people are trying to cut it with knives, and the knives are getting cut by this net thing. Mm-hmm. It's and too strong. He doesn't even get, like, fucking chopped up like he does in Resident Evil because PG-13. That's right. And uh, so the Predator comes and pokes him with a stick. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> during that time, then there's another fight scene that was fucking dope between Predator and Alien. Yeah. And uh, so they fight it out, and the alien gets, like, the the net on him, and it makes that alien distinct. He's the same alien yes. that fucked up the other guy. Yeah, like nethead. Yeah. Turns into cheese alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like the alpha, the, the alpha drone, if ever there was one. Right. And uh, so then that guy's hunting him down too, and the predator is following them as they're going up the set of stairs. And Lance Hendrickson falls down. He's like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't die. And he's like, no, I'm going to die. I, really, I just I, told you. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really don't want to walk anymore. I'm all, I'm done. Let me just sit here. They're me, like, don't. Gonna, don't do that. I'm going to sit here. Nah. Everyone else has machine guns. I'm fine with this uh, climbing pick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he gets good. He confronts the predator, and the predator deems it unsportsmanlike to kill him. Right. So he just like he's like Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gets it. He gets right up in his lungs. He just yeah. scans his barcode. He's like, nah, nah, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> so he just kind of throws Lance Hendricks down. You get it, that guy. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he gets out like hairspray or some shit. Yeah. And lights the predator <laughs> on fire. I had no idea what that shit was. It that was he nothing. Put his hand. It's his inhaler. Oh, oh is that yeah, what it yeah, was? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a, <laughs> that's a heavy spray. <laughs> yeah. That's a heavy spray for it to be doing like that yeah. much. I used a, a hairspray flamethrower to like knock out a a big giant orb weaver spider web on my door. Yeah. like a couple summers ago. Right, me and. Was that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, it really wasn't in my like the the reason I I did that was because it was trying to trap me. <laughs> Apparently, so they do that. They do your doorways and they hold you in hostage. It was but. it was right in my outside. I called doorway. the police and everything. I called the cops. They said we don't come out for bug removal. <laughs> Call an exterminator. And I said, all right, I'm I'm just gonna have to Lance Hendrickson this That's thing. That's right. It's the only choice. I took some hairspray and a regular lighter, and I just I burn this thing <laughs> all the way to the ground and uh and it was not anywhere near extravagant as that and i've used inhalers before and let me tell you if it that was what was going in my lungs yeah that amount of spray <laughs> yeah. i'd have looked like a fucking giant balloon or right. something like a Macy's, marshmallow Macy's man, yeah. Day yeah. parade fucking thanksgiving day parade Float f- flying up in the air. Yeah, that it was, was like billionaire saving juice. Is really what a billionaire saving vapor. That's it was it. the size of a PS2. Like it was yes. crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a PS2 also. <laughs> so he shoots the predator with it, and the predator's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" So the predator just yeah. fucking kills him. Yeah. He's like, he just, "Fuck you." He brushes like, it right off, and he's like, "Look, I was not gonna hurt you before." But you want to fight with me? Yeah. Okay, fine. Fuck you. <laughs> it's kind of like a bee that just like won't leave you alone. Right. You end up just like stepping on it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's exactly what. 
how it felt. Yeah, so he uh, Predator kills him. Now we're down to two. Then they do all the exposition and stuff. So then the bridge jump happens, and the Predator who's been hunting him the whole time is there, and he looks down at her, and she's like, my gun's in your backpack. I'm going to get that real quick. He picks her up, and then uh, old, uh, old scarred up fucking Xenomorph fucks with him, and they get into another fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the Predator, uh, the girl actually saves the Predator from a different xenomorph she stabs him with the predator's spear just wow yeah. yeah you go and uh so then the predator's like uh you know game game recognized game you you're badass right yeah you yeah. got it so they like that was that's like the whole predator language is like can you can you hunt can you fight mm-hmm. and if you do that and you want, and you sort of like uh create this camaraderie of of okay well you just help me so, all right, that's fine. You know, I'm not I'm not going to kill you. It's not because you're weak, like you got lung cancer or that you're pregnant. Right. It's that you are kind of badass. So, yeah. So, he makes her a little uh, little Xeno armor. Gives her a Bass Pro Shops badge. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a coupon for your next purchase. <laughs> Hiking boots, 20% off. <laughs> I have written here. She turns her into a Xeno warrior. Yeah, that's so it. He this, makes this is the best part, really. Yeah. Like, in the yeah, whole, he the like movie. drains all the acid out. He gives her a shield out of the Xenomorph's head, and go. the the tail gets turned into a spear. So now Xeno warrior princess. And Xeno like, warrior little, princess. Little pantomime like mm. thing between them. They're like he's kind of like put this like, on this here. Is, this is a boom boom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do a little boom boom. And there's a <laughs> there's a point when I think he's like cutting the head, and the tongue sticks out or something, and it scares her. Mm. And I've seen this like like video online where um it's like a slowed down version of it and it's like the predator is like laughing at her really like by like he's like joking with her like he's fucking with her i kind of like remember scares that, her yeah. and he's like hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this predator and her are now best friends there you are and uh during that period of time the old scarred up alien goes with all the other ones and sets the queen free by hurting her and making her blood like burn through the chains and set her free an alien four kind of reference here yeah yeah yep, aliens absolutely. knowing that the blood is some is a way for them to uh navigate puzzles essentially smarter exactly so smartening up they Mm -hmm. set the set the queen free even though that's like a thousand years (laughs) 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 they're a little slow they're smarter but not that fast yeah i mean these aliens these xenomorphs are fucking like top of the line as far as oh it's because they all burst out of scientist chests i think that's what it is yeah that's it that's it these aren't dog aliens These are, these aren't aliens that are begging for treats. That's it. That's a prime nest right there. Yes. So um, the the final girl wanders into a nest and sees that her friend is there, and she shoots her friend. And the predator's like, "Yeah, that's you. You should have done that. Good mm-hmm. job." And I'll kill anything that moves. Yeah. <laughs> the baby alien bursts from her friend's chest, and the predator catches it and snaps its neck with his thumb, and he's like, "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like one like, like that match trick when you, you yeah, yeah. fold yep. it over the fucking book and <laughs> yep started up. He fucked it up. Uh, and then I wrote, uh, CGI aliens are not terrible in this. Yeah. Um, and then Predator is like, this is a bomb. It goes boom. You see? Yeah. Like, that's his yeah. body language. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's all like pantomiming. Yeah. It's like this communication that they have together. And she's like, oh, it's a bomb? Then I hope it kills every fucking one of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's the PG-13. Fuck. There yeah. we are. Yeah, that's it. You got Predator, your rating. Predator's just like... <laughs> I didn't understand a yeah. word you just said. <laughs> so then they're in a race against the time, like all right. the alien there movies. There you go. That's right. a classic yep. setup. So they they're running and they jump on a reverse toboggan. Yeah. And uh, all the all the xenomorphs are chasing them, including the one that was clearly important up to this point and is no longer important because he yeah, gets killed mind. by this big boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's outlived and, his uh, usefulness. Yeah. And they get shot up to the surface on the reverse toboggan. And as soon as they get there, the uh, scar puts a little scar on her face, which she's 100% okay with. Yeah, she's like, go ahead. Give me chemical burns. I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. I'll take some Acid? chemical burns. Sure. Whatever. I, I'm like a, a super hot supermodel female. Yeah. It's fine. Just scar up my face. I'm fine with it. Yeah, she's a very attractive woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, lo- then- I love this camaraderie that they have where he's just like, you're a warrior too now. And she's like, look. I don't want to die. So whatever you say is fine with me. (laughs) All right. Uh, PG-13, guys. PG-13. This is a PG-13 podcast, bro. Put Garfield Uh, back on. (laughs) Um, So they... uh, Fuck is my lasagna, John? (laughs) Fucking little bitch. There was. There was a... (laughs) 
There it is. There's one fucking every PG movie. It's every PG movie. You just didn't hear it. Dude, in the 80s, they showed PG movies that had nudity and stuff. Did, yeah, the 80s. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, oh, the 80s were fucking glory days yep. of the film. Golden age. So the big boom makes this like, big cave-in, so they run <laughs> at the same speed. I'm pretty sure a predator's in shape. He's pretty fit, but I yeah. guess she is too. She's rock climbing in the ice by herself. She is right. the fittest human on, on earth because yeah. she's keeping up with this guy who's got muscles at least twice as big as her. Yes. Yeah. And he is also uh, canonically supposed to be so fast and strong that he can leap to the tops of trees. Right, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> Do you know any one person, uh, basketball player or not, who can leap to the top of a tree? Yeah. I don't think Michael Jordan could have leaped to no. the top of a fucking tree. In his tree. prime, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So Holy shit. She keeps up with him, and while she's running, she does not have a spear or an alien head in her hand. Right. And then when she lands, she does. Yep. So why not? Yeah, it was uh, in her backpack, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was in her right. backpack with the Predator gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's RPG. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then uh, the queen comes crawling out, mm-hmm. and they run through a, a, a bone graveyard that they missed before. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you make a wrong turn, and you end up on Isn't the George it? Washington Bridge. <laughs> That's a reference to the episode of the Kickstarter with Matt and Matt that just came out. Speaking of crossovers. Yeah, that's right. This is a crossover-laden episode. Yeah, Distump versus Kickstart. Um, <laughs> um, so then there's a big knockdown drag-out fight, and uh, there's a water tower. Right. In Antarctica, uh, absolutely. So here's here's where it's a little fucked up. If there's a bunch of skull, skulls and skeletons right next to the water, the tower. water tower, what 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 do you think was going on in this little town? <laughs> the, bri- the bridge, uh, the the ladder to get to the top of the water tower is not very secure. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so they uh, the predator gets got. He gets a good old stab through the body, uh, and they use the water tower to drag her into the depths. Where since cold doesn't really hurt him, we presume she still is fine. There at you the go. Of the That's sea. it. But just trapped down there. Mm-hmm. Yes. For all, I mean, like I, I'm assuming that they need to breathe. Well, actually, no. We talked about this. They don't. I don't know if they have to breathe. There. No, they're in space and shit. Like, yeah, they're but fine. they ha- they do have to feed in some way, right? Like they have no, to create. She's been ATP. frozen for a thousand years. Like a like a special predator cryo freeze though. It's pretty fucking cold at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, is she like Captain America? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Shit, this had a lot of parallels to Marvel movies. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she eventually rises up from her from she's, her watery grave to yeah. save the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kinda with uh, a shield and all. Yep. <laughs> it's a real missed opportunity that they don't bring her back for the sequel. They should it cross is. it over even more. Um, so That's right. the Avengers double down. A V P A. Yeah, AVPVA versus Ash. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ash versus Avengers <laughs> versus Bezos, Jeff Bezos. Versus Bezos is Dick Rocket. That's right. Um, so then other Predators turned out were watching the whole time like a fuckload of them. Yeah. There were so many they're, of them on They're that such shit. voyeurs. Yeah. They love watching. Yeah. Watch Predator 2 and you'll see. And they, uh, they looked at her scar and they're like, oh, cool. Hey, thanks. Bye. And they take mm-hmm. the Predator away. She, I think, no, she doesn't have the Predator gun. That's the next one. So they take her, they take the body away and it's like, all right, whatever. Well, she kind of does this little thing where she's like, hey. And they're like, what, what the fuck you want? Yeah. I learned you say? spared your life. <laughs> That's it. Bitch, don't, don't make me sick this shit on you. You want, you want these hands? You will catch these hands, bitch. I'm a boxer predator. I'm, I'm a two-time gold glove winning predator. Three little lasers show up I'll on her forehead. Your little fucking stupid human ass right now. But I think don't they give her don't they give her kind of like some sort of salute? Yeah, I they don't. give her like a head nod when they see her face, and they look at his face, and they look at her face, and they're like, All they're right. like cool. You're cool. You're cool All with right. us. Yes. Right. So and they they take the body away, and uh, they get on the spaceship. Spaceship starts to fly away, and then bursting from his chest is a Xeno Predator. Yep. Yeah. The the convergence of and this is also building a little bit of the lore in the sense I don't think this was previously previously established, but. That the xenomorph takes on the quality of its host. It kind of is because dog predator. Right. Right. Dog predator. You're right. right. You're right. absolutely right about that. Yeah. So it is canonical in the, in the yes. alien universe. They decide to expand on that. And then, you know, he was impregnated. So in that one little scene where the facehugger came and launched at him and it cut. No, it was implied that he did not uh, successfully defeat that facehugger, mm-hmm. but rather that he was impregnated. Now, 
as a predator, wouldn't you blow yourself up at the end there when you got stabbed and knowing that you got impregnated? Because how do you not know? I mean, he was pretty dead, though. Yeah. So Yeah, he was pretty fucked up. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's true. I can't blame him. That's the end of the movie. Here you are. Here we are. Thoughts? Not, not not bad. Not bad. It was. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie to hit. Like it's not something that I feel you're gonna you're going to extrapolate a lot of like subtext out of or any nuance or it's not redefining the genre in any way. Um, but for for fun, I would like from the scope of fun, I give it like an eight. From the scope of like you know well like craftsmanship, like five and i mean it does expand on the lore of the alien franchise though. yeah, like we're, yeah. We're, there's a lot of homages to alien and when i watched this the first time i was like there's not enough alien and right. now i'm watching it in like secession here it's it kind of does so what, what do you think Matt? it's it's there i i for me it was like a constant tug of war because there were these moments where I was like, yes, this is what this should be. And then people came into it and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically my summarization of this film. It, it, like, there was definite potential here. Uh, and, and I think with uh, a whole lot of editing, you might be able to turn it into like a mini episode of something that would be, you know, worth a watch. But, um, yeah, as I said, I had a lot of problems with a lot of the setting and, uh, and the, them desperately just trying to explain where you were and why just so that they could set up this thing. It reminded me a lot of like a poorly put together. Yeah, crossover film. Just like I felt like I was watching King Kong and Godzilla wrestle with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, what, what's going on here? Like, yeah, this is cool, and you're doing a great job with it, which was very nice because if they hadn't, it would have been, been complete trash. garbage. Yeah, total yeah. trash. Yeah, but but they did a decent enough job with all of that. So it's almost like they they you know sprinkled that in at just the right increment so that it made it slightly redeemable but overall i mean eh. i just wish that they would have done a little bit more with the human cast or a little bit less yeah like they needed to choose a direction it was too tepid right like had they had they made more character development also the you know that the expert the pyramid expert doing all that exposition (laughs) that was that was so cheesy and stupid yeah i felt like that's very out of place in this universe when it comes to like both Predator and Alien. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of it is about the mystery. It's right? confusion. Yeah, that's it's, the that's the like the primary the factor there. Yeah, you just don't know what's going on. And even as an audience member, where you've seen the previous films, it's like there's always some progression within the creature and so you're you're guessing like whether or not this has anything to do with like all right is this going to you know turn into something else is there something that's going to happen here it so it leaves that mystery but this is just sort of brute force just that, like back and forth that's i feel like where it couldn't find its footing yeah because from that perspective like if you want to take a human perspective you mm-hmm. need the mystery you need the terror right. or if you want to just go with the audience that you know is yeah. going into this franchise having been been very well versed in like the both of these franchises mm-hmm. you need to then just uh eschew the idea of like any of the mystery and terror that you're used to in the previous installments. Yeah. Just just go right to the action. Right. Because you know the way it fucking works. And it shouldn't have even been, like, any exposition or any amount of, like, attachments to characters. Yeah. I, I, did, I did like in, like, Act 3 where, you know, the, the, the standout female, like, uh, hero character mm-hmm. kind of teams up with, like, the standout predator. I thought that was kind of cool. And she's like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stick with this guy. And he's like, I respect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it builds a little bit of lore in, like, the Predator universe. But it just uh, just could have been – it just could have been better. It felt like I was flipping channels between two movies, basically. Right. Yeah. That's really yeah. what it was. I agree. Yeah, because, like, what this movie lacks, it nails the action. The action mm-hmm. is dope. Yeah. yeah. But it lacks any element of horror. Right. Like the, yeah. the horror parts of it are flat. Like yeah. there's, there's no like, oh no, the face hugger got him. Mm-hmm. And then we don't get the like, oh, it's bursting out of me. Everything's awful. Like they, they do show it, but it's like pathetic. Yes. So knowing the action is dope, the story is not great, but the, the, the just the standoutness of this is the cool action scenes where they fight. What do you guys think? Keep it or dump it? I. Don't mind revisiting this movie in this 
in, f- just for the action moments. I think mm-hmm. if you if you look at it from the scope of whether it's like if you want it if you want a more nuanced kind of like uh I don't know, just on every layer satisfying film, you're going to go you're going to gravitate more towards like the early alien films. Yeah. But if you just want to have like a fun if you're a big fan of like the video games and you just want to have like a fun romp, I don't really don't mind watching parts of this movie again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would lean towards uh, it's kind of above average for me, just slightly. Really? So I would I would lean towards keeping it. For me, I think it's a it's a background movie. It's it's a perfect movie to yeah. put on. And like if you're doing yeah. something else, it's yeah. a perfect film to have running in the background because mm-hmm. while everybody's talking, you can just listen to it if you need that. And then when you just hear a whole bunch of things breaking and screaming and apparently lion and, and elephant noises, <laughs> then you can look at the screen and watch them smash around a little bit. And then, the, you know, then you're fine. Uh, so I, I think if you've got an empty slot on your shelf, yeah, keep it. But if you don't, don't sweat it. Toss it in the trash. Yeah. What do you think, Miles? I think I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Like keep the, the action mm-hmm. scenes are cool. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not something I'm going to be like, we need to watch this great piece of right. cinema history. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not happening. Pay attention. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. but I, right. I think it's a lot. It's kind of a fun, um, I don't know, like a, like a fun fantasy headcanon kind of type, like exploration uh, of like these two fiction. films. Fan fiction. Yes. Yeah. That's, very, that's very exactly well summarized. It. Yeah. Exactly it. Fan fiction. And, and because of that, like I enjoy certain aspects of the movie a lot. I really like the whole like Scar character, the standout character. I kind of like the whole History Channel ancient aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that illusion that they've done. Um, you know, just because it's silly and it's fun. I don't take it seriously when I, th- I watch this movie. I think the marked characters like screamed uh, merchandising to me. Yes. Like, yeah. I just want to make the toys so that we can sell them to all the kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that the was PG 13. Yeah, right. Exactly yeah. right. The, yeah. the yeah. alien Polly Pockets. Yes, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Get them highlighters ready, kids. They were yeah. not shy about it, no, as, you've, as we've established. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of those, I promised the audience I would send up pictures when I found them. I've been going on like collectors' pages and shit and asking them, like, this existed. Help yeah. me find it. Right. And they've, they're they sending me other Polly Pockets that were alien, which is crazy that more Man. than one kind, Whoa. but it's not the one I had. Damn. So Whoa. it's pretty wild. Yeah. Like they, they had legit like Might have to get in Mighty touch. Max brand yeah. alien Polly Pocket things. Holy anyway. shit. Yeah. So anyway, you guys are on the Kickstarter with Matt and Matt. Tell we them are. about it. It's a show with two Matts, sometimes a Chris, and it's more of this obscene obnoxious <laughs> nonsense with no guidance from miles no, so it's actually yeah, it's, yeah. it's an inferior situation of, right. of us just sort of like grasping at straws in order to create content for <laughs> right. your ears and we always just tell everybody that it's not worth listening to. Right. So, <laughs> i enjoy it at your own peril that's right there go, you go, go take, <laughs> take much, a listen. much like going down a tunnel that is ribbed for your pleasure uh, <laughs> for, your <laughs> pleasure. for your pleasure not theirs that's right yours. yes yeah feel free to uh to partake in our show uh but yeah they, it's it, we do uh, a live show normally around uh 7 7 30 on tuesday nights uh on youtube and facebook and instagram if i remember to turn it on uh <laughs> <laughs> it's very casual no yeah. ads that's yeah, one right. nice thing like we're not we'll never do ads because we, yeah it's it's a show that is born from just the desire for me and matt to just make jokes to each other right and so and, that we can remember them. And listen to That's them later. That's all yep. for. We want to be able to go back and say, what was that funny thing we said? Yep. Oh, yeah, shit. All right, now, there it is. There it is. We can go find it at minute you know, 45 or right. something. Yeah, he takes notes. He writes down where all the good jokes are. I'm looking at a trailer <laughs> right now. I, I, I try to just give us a little bit of structure within the note-taking uh, aspect. But Matt's more of the straight man of like keeping us on the rails. And yeah. I am just like a fucking force of just nonsense. <laughs> like if Unrestrained, I am just like... a. Uh, like incoherent right okay so that's why literally if there's any good jokes on this show it's just because miles is helping just give me boundaries that's right those cattle shoots <laughs> i need them i'm like fucking what's that duck pin bowling that's right that's exactly I need. gotta I need put the, the bumpers rails. up <laughs> fucking rails yeah. I'll, I'll be your bumpers anytime there please. you go there please, we are. please help me <laughs> i have a problem <laughs> undiagnosed <laughs> Well, audience, if you're looking for me, Disc Dump Pod with a C, find me anywhere. Um, I have a store now. I got some merch, um, Threadless or discdump.threadless.com. 
get to see, uh, I'm trying to make a milk and chaos shirt. Yeah. It's going to be dope. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and um, so if you think that you're spending by spending a hundred dollars, you're supporting me, I get like a dollar out of that hundred dollars. So don't spend a lot of money. But if you like the show, please buy a shirt. Unless you, unless you want to, unless oh, yeah. you, you know, right. want to spend a hundred bucks just for you. Yeah. If it's for you, that's one thing. Don't think you're being supportive of me. Like literally I've had two people buy shirts and I got a dollar fifty. Yes. So, and you spent four. $40. We pass the savings on to you. That's this ain't right. no Jeff Bezos operation. That's right. All right. Damn this straight. Is, this is Miles is making this for your entertainment. You do whatever you want to do with it. That's okay. right. Well, audience, until next week. Bye. Goodbye. See you. <laughs>